say love is the strongest magnetic force on the planet Earth. But if this is really true, why is love such a complicated subject matter? Welcome to Speaking of Love, the podcast, and I am your host, LaToya. I created this podcast in honor of my dad, who was an acclaimed television broadcast engineer and an award-winning sports radio show host. You see, my dad was an amazing guy who achieved levels of success that most people only dream of. He was a star in the public eye, but behind closed doors, my dad endured private struggles. And on March 2nd, 2020, my dad passed away tragically. And now, life for me will never be the same. So I created this podcast as a platform for spreading love in honor of the greatest man I've ever known. My father, Herman McAlpin Jr. Hello, hello, welcome everyone. Welcome to Speaking of Love, <clears throat> Speaking of Love, the podcast. My name is LaToya and I am the host of this podcast. I am so happy to be here today. As you all know, this podcast is very sacred to me. It was created in honor of my father who committed suicide on March 2nd of 2020. And since his passing, I have devoted my life to being an advocate for mental health awareness and also for suicide prevention and awareness. Today, I have a gentleman here by the name of Ralph Sinclair. Ralph is an amazing man. He has a beautiful life story his career, everything that he is involved in is the reason that I wanted him here on my podcast today. Ralph has so many wonderful accolades behind his name, but let me give you a brief introduction of my guest, Ralph Sinclair. Ralph is a motivational speaker, a life coach. He's an author who is passionate about seeing individuals live a purposeful life and an extraordinary life regardless of who they are and where they sit and where they're coming from. He is the CEO of R. Sinclair Enterprises. He's the co-founder of a nonprofit organization, Keys to Transformation, and he's also the founder of BETA, Building Expectations to Achieve. It's a program designed for boys and, for boys and young men ages 10 to 18 years old, and he is also an ordained minister. He's here today to talk to us about his wonderful life. He's going to motivate and inspire you, and most of all, he's bringing love to my platform. So thank you for being here today, Ralph. How are you? I am wonderful, and Miss LaToya, it is a pleasure and an honor to be on this podcast with you to encourage uh, especially young men and boys out there uh, what you're doing with mental health and awareness and suicide is amazing um, and I think a lot of that I promote because in my journey I experienced the unknown trauma from childhood all the way up to adulthood experiences in the military that cause PTSD anxiety. So I do what I do because I want to free people and not for them to live an oppressed life and define life as society defines it for us. 
Oh, that's wonderful, Ralph. Talk to me about your early years. How did you arrive to be the man that you are today? What inspired you to be this individual that sits before our platform today? It was it was a reflection of my life and it was a come to Jesus moment, but I'll go to the background um, before I get to that come to Jesus moment. Um, born in poverty uh, without a father, actually named after somebody that's not my father. I didn't know that until I was 17. And that's a whole nother story in itself. Um, being raised by a single mom, uh, street life, uh, exposed to the environment and never accomplished of what society deems successful in our eyes. Um, my come to Jesus moment was when I went to the military and um, I seen a kid when I was in Mogadishu, Africa, we were shooting missiles and this truck blew up and there was a nine year old child behind that truck. And from that point on, I wanted out. So I started uh, abusing marijuana and alcohol for 20 plus years and even though I, I got discharged or kicked out of the military for that abuse, um, the effects of the military stayed with me, um, exposed to uh, a life-threatening illness where it had a, I was diagnosed with a hole in my bladder, a hole in my intestines, and that sickness lasted for six years, and I lost 100 pounds. And that was my come to Jesus moment when the people who you thought loved you started talking about you and it isolated me. And I had to have a procedure where I had to have my bladder cut and so my intestines suck, uh, cut and sold. And at the age of 36, I asked myself, who was I? And I didn't have a clue. And from that point on, I said, I'm gonna define life like I want it to. So I search and a lot of this is all glory goes to Christ first and foremost. He was always in my life, but I didn't acknowledge him as my Lord and savior. But it was uh, based on scripture, how I began seeking myself. Um, the scripture says in second Corinthians chapter four seventeen, inside these earthly vessels are hidden treasures and that started my journey and it led me to matthew 6 33 seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness and all other things will be added so i started seeking myself to identify who i was and not what the world told me and when we seek the kingdom the kingdom's not here the kingdom's inside of us so we had to differentiate what the kingdom is telling us and what world has put all this information inside of us to tell us and that right there caused a lot of mental illnesses i you know dealt with the trauma how to overcome trauma and it was all through scripture and it hurt it so bad that I didn't know who I was at the age of 36. And this, it was like somebody was pretending to beat me and I had to look in the mirror and realize what satisfied me. And when I found that place and how to listen to that place, 
that's how I began my journey. So from 36 to 47, when I am now, so all those things that you said was accomplished in those 11 years of seeking, everything else was just life lessons, learning, learning, learning. And then when you hit that wall and you have to take a look in ourselves, and we have to start evaluating. So my thing is, is that I found out that I was looking for identity and purpose. And when I found my identity in Christ, he told me I was love. He told me I was, he told me I was meek. I was humble and I was gentle. And these are the things that I, my core values that I choose to live by. We don't, sometimes we just live life without deciding on what we live by. So we allow a lot of stuff to come into our lives. So once I consciously made that decision, I had control of what I let in and what I didn't let in. And if it didn't match the life I wanted to live, I didn't allow it in. I was separating myself from that and continue to focus on me. And when you find purpose and purpose to me is what, did life teach you? What are you good at? What are you passionate about? What do you want to change? And how to combine all that stuff? And that's what I did. I was good at speaking. I was good at simplifying things, making things easy. So I'm a teacher. I'm a teacher. I'm a motivator. I'm an encourager. And I don't want men especially young men and boys to go without identifying who they are and finding their purpose because once they find what's in them it it gives you everything that you're looking for that that satisfaction that fulfillment that that love that we depend on others to give the love is inside of you and if you don't love yourself then nobody else will love you and realizing I had unknown trauma dealing with sex experiences since the age of eight or nine years old. And that causes trauma. So, you know, getting into fights causes trauma, hearing your parents yell or seeing a lot of stuff causes trauma in our life. And we learn to survive. And that's how we do. We just survive and we survive. And I wanted to live. And I had to go back and retell my story to myself to overcome those things because I've learned that anything that happens to you is not about you. It's about how you respond in love. And if you can respond in love, then you can share that light and bring others into that space. And if you don't accept yourself, then you would never be able to be accepted by anybody that you come around and we will kind of please people to make us accept us. And that's just killing our voice. So it's so many things that I've learned through this walk. And I just want to reduce the time to, hey, let's start at 20 instead of 36. Let's, let's, let's cut this 15 years off and get you into your purpose by 22. You know, So all these things I said, well, if we can speed up the time and we can share our experiences to encourage one another that what they're seeking from the outward is never going to satisfy that thirst that they're looking for. Yes, Ralph, I'm, I'm just so inspired by everything that you're talking to me about today. And I thank you for your candidness. When you stand before an audience of young men, what is the one takeaway lesson that you always deliver to your audiences? What's the one lesson that you want people to walk away with after listening to you? Invest 
and knowing your authentic self. And, and how do you how do how do you encourage people to tap into that force to do that? Because a lot of people don't know how to how to tap in and become authentic. How do you do that? And there there's there's processes. So it's not like, hey, and one day I can know my authentic self. But sometimes we have to reflect on our childhood and see what made us feel good in the beginnings, not the actions that we did. We condemn ourselves by the actions. But through that action, there was a character that stayed there. You know, even when I was doing bad, I was still a good person. You know, right. and and asking your friends who you hang around with what did you think about me and you know the stuff that we try to hide your friends already seen because i go back to my homeboys and i'll be like man what did y'all think he's like man you was always the positive dude you was the one that started car washes to raise t-shirts you the one that gave light bill money you the one that took people to church but in the meantime i miss all of those things that they saw because I was trying to fit in and be bad and be cool and be accepted and doing other things, but they had already shined the light on me and it was shined on them. I just hurt myself. So I make people go back and reflect and what made you feel good and not feel good. When you think about it, you close your eyes, there's something that comes from your chest and it expands and it'll be aha. You know, these are the things that I wanted to live by. And that's what I did. The first thing I did was reflect on my childhood to see what kind of characteristics or who was I back then? Where did I get lost at? And I just. Well, what did you discover about your childhood? What, what was the revelation for you? The revelation was that it was my friends who saw what was already in me. And it's a lot of people like that that goes to the streets and. The street boys might say, hey, man, you don't need to be here. You need to be going to school. And, and these are some of the signs. What were you doing or what kind of person were you around your friends? Were you a leader or was you a follower? And these kind of things are already established because normally in our childhood, we are already doing what we're supposed to be doing. You know, and then I started picking up on other stuff as I went to middle school and and was selected to be a uh, leader. And, you know, in high school, never made good grades. But here I am is president of the NAACP chapter in Tallahassee, you know, and I never looked at those things as being what I was. It was just certain events. But then when I looked at it in a whole, my past, my present and future, all of it made sense about my character, my morale, my integrity, what I want to be in the dark, what I want to be in the light. And I just wanted one face where it would be accepting unto me and stop. And, and that's when I had to start shedding faces, stop pretending for people. So when I'm a preacher, I'm the same. If I'm a speaker, I'm the same. If I'm a life coach, I'm the same. So my roles does not tout, uh, uh, determine the way I behave. And a lot of people, a lot of us determine we have to act like this way in church. And then we go be like this in front of our friends. And then we go be like this in front of our family. And then we put on like 17 different faces for all the titles that we have. And God made one of you with one face. So why do we care all these faces? 
Right. And once you find that one face that you're comfortable with, that you're able to accept, that gives you that self-confidence where you stand on what you believe, no matter what your friends or whoever's, that's when you get that confidence in who you are and able to walk. And then you you discover your gifts and talents. What are you passionate about? What are you good at that people all what what people come to you for? What is natural to you that some people might not be able to do that you do it with ease? And what do you have a passion for? What do you want to change? And purpose is never selfish. Purpose is always about social justice or wanting to change to make the better for other people. So when we start tabbing into all these things, and you start seeking that purpose and it fulfills that thirst that you're looking for, you wake up with energy, then you want to exercise and all these things can tear to your mental health, your spiritual health, your physical health, your social health and your finances. So purpose accomplishes a lot of things if we stop and learn ourselves. What was the key to life was to learn who you are, the most authentic person you are, how many of us can say we sat and we did that? Life goes on. We have kids and then we have jobs and now we're doing all this and we never get to focus on really who we are. And we start living our lives as titles. I got to be a mom. I got to go pick up. So you never decide who is me. And when I found out who I was, I try to perfect the love that's in me. And I always try to give that person that whatever I'm dealing with, whatever circumstance I want, that same love that I would want, you know, Mm -hmm. understanding that everybody has a story, everybody has a background. So I don't worry about if people mistreat me. I don't take it personal because I know there's a story behind that person. So did I answer now, Ralph? You have written a book. Yeah, you did. You did. There's a little bit of a lag. So if I seem like I'm not responding in time, it's because there's a little bit of a lag. But yes, you answered the question very, very diligently. Thank you for that, Ralph. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit about the book that you have written. The book is available on Amazon. It's called Making It All Make Sense. The journey to purpose. And in this book, Ralph, you are quoted as saying the man, a man's most important assignment is to fulfill God's purpose for his life here on earth. And you've talked a little bit about that today and you have dedicated your life to helping inspire others. But my question to you, Ralph, as I look at you, you are a strong, phenomenal black man. And I am, I am inspired by what I'm hearing from you and the struggles that you've had in your journey. And for you to sit here before me today is no accident that you have survived the things that you have. I want to know who helped you, who inspired you. You have dedicated your life to serving, helping others. But somebody along your journey and your path had to help you be where you are today. Who was that person or persons? I'm going to think about this for a second. Um, I've had influences of not so much the right way to do it, but the way I didn't want to do it. Um, 
so you can look at someone doing something that you want to do and still be encouraged and you know if i was to say i would say my brother was one person that inspired me and then i would say uh my best friend uh sam carter and um jamil perkins as we grew up in high school we always talked about making a difference and wanting to change and and we did stuff like cook we cook for the community we give back you know those things um is really what inspired me um i really never had a role model as far as a father figure um so i had to seek the journey on my own and that was one of my things that god spoke to me was to be a father for a fatherless and here i am um i have a stepdaughter but i don't have a daughter or a son of my own and i'm like how are you going to tell me to be a father and he said coming from your womb you was designed for this um not never knowing your father your father died before you was born so anything on that side that just left you know my identity was always with god you know and you try to find this where am i going to be accepted at where can i speak freely and all of it was okay i can do this but then i have to appease this it wasn't until i found that i can express myself in christ freely Mm -hmm. and he accepted me just the way that I am and that's what a lot of young men are looking for just to be accepted and loved just the way they are with their flaws with their mistakes and that's what I try to give and when you can do that they feel that it's an energy that's transformed and they open up and they speak so we talk so bad about it but how many are really loved you know mm -hmm blaming on mom mom working two jobs and she's just trying to do what she needs to do to have the family survive but there's a love that we need to start connecting with our youth and letting them know that hey it's okay to make mistakes hey share your story with them instead of covering up your story a lot of christians cover up their stories to their kids and they walk in this perfection and the kid is like well i can't you know i can't exceed to that level you have to start telling your kids hey i made mistakes hey this is what i did growing up and they will look at you like a person and you will be able to communicate more, but we cover our story up because we haven't healed from our stories. It still hurts us. So now what we do is we cover up and then the child rebels because he can't be perfect. And he, I don't want to be anything like that. You know, I want to be able to be authentic, to be able to open up. And that sends them where there's their false security of the love. That's their street love where they hang together and they bond together. And that's some love there, but it's it's turned in the wrong way. And if we can love like the people in the streets, mm -hmm. we would to draw, we'll be able to draw a lot of people. He said, lift me up and I'll draw all men unto me. But the thing is, is sharing what you've experienced is a big part of kids connecting. And I'm not scared or I'm not afraid or I'm not embarrassed. Men don't speak about mental health, but there was unknown trauma. You know, how did I deal with it? And I walked and I walked and I talked with the spirit of God and he sent me about seeking and about renewing my mind. 
changing my story, move me out of the way. What happened to that person? You know, so it never it would love is not selfish. So the first thing you know, if an event occurs, don't always say, oh, I can't stand that person for what they did to me. Love is not selfish. Love will. OK, let's look at the other person and what's their background? What's their understanding? So then instead of you having this feeling of hate or revenge, you have a sense of compassion and understanding. And that helps you resolve the problem. But we when something happened to us, we take it personal and learn to remove yourself from that situation and looking at it from the other's purpose, love thy neighbor as you would love thyself. So if you was to do something to somebody, would you want somebody to retaliate or understand where you're coming from? So these are the simple things. And then as I went to school in psychology, I am a junior at Albany State and a major in psychology. And also I um, go to Andersonville Seminary as um, a biblical counselor. Wow when you do all these things but the holy spirit taught me psychology i just didn't know the words he taught me how to renew my mind he taught me positive he taught me positive uh psychology um he taught me cbt he taught me the affirmation so all this stuff was me walking and listening to what's inside of me and this is one thing i say if you had a choice to take a test would you rather take it on what you think or what you know? Mm -hmm. Of course, you're going to say what I know instead of thinking. Well, there is something inside of us that knows it's the cheat sheet of life. It'll guide you through life if we learn how to listen to it. This thinks it knows. This is man's knowledge. This is information that we have taken. This can you. This can be helpful for a lot of stuff, but it can be hurtful for a lot of stuff too. This stuff tells us bad things about us and keep us in fear and scared of the mood. So this thinks this knows, and I try to teach people to live from this place, you know. And when you feel that, you'll know that is feeling because it's going to expand you're going to get chill bumps and when you talk it doesn't come from here it comes from here and everything you should feel me right now latoya because everything i'm speaking right now is coming from my chest i don't even feel anything in my head and that's when you know you're talking from the spirit so i teach the people what i've learned and how to overcome the things that i overcome so they can go back and they can teach their kids earlier too so and it frees you from a lot of things and you can define life like what you want then you don't have to worry about being accepted by society so that's you know and that was the biggest thing that jesus showed us it was the church people and government who killed them and you look at the world right now who controls religious people and government and that's what we put our hope in is the religious people and we talk about church hurt and christ was like put your hope in me mm -hmm. because i placed me inside of you i've seen the end from the beginning and i'm gonna leave you a guide a comforter a helper so if we start investing time and in being authentic to ourselves and start listening to that guy, then the better we can get off in purpose. And, you know, I really am inspired by what you've talked about here today, Ralph, in terms of being a father for the fatherless and working with our youth. Um, I myself worked in education for over 20 years. And what I do know about children is that when there's a discipline problem or if there is a deficit with their learning, the majority of the times, those come as a result 
of a lack of love somewhere in their lives. Children act out because of a lack of love. Children can't concentrate because of a lack of love. So you stepping up to be a father for the fatherless is tremendous. And I wanna read an excerpt from your book here, the book that you've written. You have dedicated this book. It says, I dedicate this book to the millions of African-American men and boys who walked around with unknown trauma depression, anxiety, and nowhere to turn. I know how you feel in this world where your voice is not being heard. And these are words coming from you because the only way to really know how to love is to know what it feels like not to be loved. And Ralph, I can sense in you that because you may have grown up with a lack of love from your dad, you didn't let that stop you from being an instrument of God's love. And I'm telling you right now, that is tremendous. And you are to be honored. And I bow to your excellence as a man, Ralph. And I thank you for blessing my platform and being here today. Thank you. Oh, to God be the glory. You're welcome. And it's just so many of us just don't know. Um, I didn't expect to cry on the show today but that's okay it, Ralph I have, yeah, I have, I have, I have gone too. to the ugly cry a million times on this show and I, I keep my Kleenex next to me so don't feel bad <laughs> <laughs> if you go back and look at some of my past episodes I get yeah. real ugly but it's, it's, it's what we're here for yeah, and yeah. your tears will help inspire others and that's what we're that's our purpose and our mission for being here today Yes, it is. Thank you for this opportunity. And they can always reach me. I am on Facebook at R. Sinclair Coaching. Um, you can send me a friend request. You can inbox me. I have a website called uh, www.rsinclaircoaching.com. Um, okay, I'm going to type that in the comments here. R. Sinclair Coaching. Coaching.com. Now, does Sinclair have an I in it? Because I noticed when you typed your name here, there's no I. But on Amazon, there is an I. It is an I. I just probably. Okay. okay. S-I-N. Yeah. rsinclaircoaching.com, right? That's correct. Okay. So, www.rsinclaircoaching.com is your website. That's perfect. So, Ralph, um, I want to get to the main question of this interview today. As you know, this podcast is called Speaking of Love, and I dedicate this podcast to the memory of my father, Herman McAlpin, Jr. My father was involved in a murder-suicide in March of 2020, where he killed his wife uh, moments before killing himself. So there was a lack of love in my father's life. He had a lot of love around him, but because of mental health challenges and other problems in his life, he wasn't able to be receptive of the love that was around him. So I want to know, Ralph, how do you define love? What's your definition? Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is giving people, even if you've seen something, is giving people, is forgiving. Love is grateful. Love is gratitude. Love is doing the right thing by mm -hmm. 
despite what you're feeling. Love is speaking in a gentle manner. Love, <laughs> that's what love is. It does not boast. It will not brag. It will not say, look, it would me. Love is not selfish. Mm-hmm. Love is giving. So all those things I try to do and get better at and live from that space. Every day. That's wonderful. I love it. I love it. Thank you, Ralph. Ralph, what's next for you? You have, you've written your book. You have your motivational speaking. You're a minister. You help children and young men around the world. What's next for you? Is um, Are you working on any big projects coming up? Well, everything that I do is always for something else. Uh, the background of coaching is gonna lead to uh, a housing development. Um, and this housing development, there will be homes for, it doesn't matter if you're a couple, it doesn't matter if you're a single parent, but there's gonna be homes and it's called the kingdom community will be established and inside the kingdom community there will be a daycare where you can drop your kids off right there that's getting nurtured that's getting love uh we will have tutoring sessions we will have our me and my wife will have our uh, keys to transformation where there's self-development identity building self-esteem building uh self-awareness um reducing recidivism all these things that we're gonna do in one spot uh, we want to make it as convenient as possible to provide people with the access and resources they need to uh be successful in this society and don't let society define you we tell people um write your story don't let life write it take your pen back and write your story yes. and that's one of the things i tell my boys if if you had a pen and god told you from this day forward write your story how it wants to end how would it look mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. write that story and let's see what that story says and how we can get there Yes. Make it making it all make sense. The journey to purpose is the name of his book. His name is Ralph Sinclair. Please support him. Go to Amazon and purchase his book. It looks like he has the Kindle version and also the paperback version. And again, it's called Making It All Make Sense Journey to Purpose. It's a five star rated book. It's phenomenal. Uh, Ralph, before I let you go, I do have one more question for you. Uh, when the pages of your life are reviewed and your mission here on earth, your journey to purpose is over, what do you most want to be remembered for? What legacy are you leaving behind? To walk the way God wants you to walk, irregardless of what society has set as a standard of success live like God wants you to live and his way of living is always going to be better than our way he said my ways are not your ways my thinking is not your thinking and he said I know what I want you to do I want you to prosper and so all these things we try to do on our own and he's like just 
find me inside of you and you will get there and those who have an ear let them hear is some that you can't say and you know so i just want to live life like god intended you to live it come down here and accomplish what god accomplishes because there's so many people that go to the graveyard that didn't fulfill their purpose because yes. of mental things and stuff like that so and i just felt the i felt the sorrow i felt sorrow for your father um not being able to express men we're supposed to be strong we're supposed to be and all this stuff is kept inside and it leads us to a explosion so we have to have we have to give men a safe space to talk hey it's okay to talk about emotionals it's okay to talk about feelings it's so and you know suck it up be a man you know all these things these are false beliefs that we've been living by and we can't live like that anymore because we have a lot of men going to jail and dying because of these false beliefs so we have to teach people a real man depends on the word of God. So if you're not doing that, then you haven't even scratched the surface. So that's, you know, and how you get to show that you live by the word of God is not knowing your scripture, but being able to demonstrate it and making people understand what you mean verbally. And it doesn't have to be scripture. Yeah. See, Bible has been translated so many times and speaking in tongues. Everybody talked about this. No, you speak in a tongue where people can understand what you're talking about. And that's just, you know, sometimes you have to be cool with it. Sometimes you have to talk street with it so they get an understanding of where you're coming from. And that's some of the stuff that I experienced. That's some of the stuff that I relate. And it connects with a lot of people. Wonderful. That's wonderful, Ralph. That is just Phenomenal. That's the one word I would use to describe you and your mission. If anyone is interested in reaching out to Ralph, his website is rsinclaircoaching.com. He's available to help you, inspire you, to motivate you. He's a phenomenal man. And I'm just so happy that you were here today, Ralph, to bless my platform with your presence. Before I let you go, is there anything else you'd like our audience to know about you? I love you. I love you. And I just won't don't don't just see that word, feel that word, see where it's coming from. I love you. Mm-hmm. You are love. You are special. There's no one in the world like you. And there's something that you have that someone else does not have. So you are love no matter where you go no yeah. matter where you go if you don't have that one person you know that Ralph Sinclair loves you unconditionally just the way you are yes and i really love today what you talked about in terms of fulfilling your life's purpose and not leaving this earth with anything left undone because my dad was a radio tv broadcast engineer for over 30 years and he was in the process of writing a book and the book was going to be uh, entitled I was there and it was to talk about all the experiences that he had over the 30 years of his career and unfortunately he left this earth leaving that book undone and 
I just wish that he could have been alive to hear someone like you, Ralph, talk about fulfilling your life's purpose and knowing that love is available because maybe if he had heard your words, Ralph, he would still be here today. So I thank you for being here on my platform because my father is not here, but there's somebody listening somewhere and someone watching who's going to live a little bit longer because of your powerful words. So thank you for being here on Speaking of Love, the podcast. If anyone has missed any portion of this recording, of course, you can always go back on Facebook and, and watch the replay. It's also available on YouTube, and it's also available on any podcast platform directory that you choose. So Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and I'm going to end this session today. This is my 57th episode featuring Ralph Sinclair. Thank you so much for being here. And I'm going to let you all know that I won't be on next Saturday because it's the 4th of July weekend. So I'm going to take a little break. But I thank you all for being here today. Thank you for supporting me in this mission of love. And Ralph, once again, I bow to your excellence. To thank God you be for the being glory. Here. Thank you. Thank to you. God be the glory. Thank you so much. And I just, I know you got to go, but I just well, wanted no, you to know. I just wanted you to know that even though your father's life ended abruptly, he still lives in you and through you. And what happened to him causes you to go and change and impact the world. So maybe it doesn't make sense to us, but it all makes sense, you know? So mm -hmm. if it wasn't for that, where would you be? Who would you contact with? How many lives have you changed just because of that simple situation? So there's always a reason why God does something. And I trust and believe that God makes no mistakes. And I think that that seed that was planted in you to was to save millions, you know, even if he didn't get his book finished, he got a live movie 57 yeah. times. So to God be the glory to you. And thank you for what you do to the millions of people that uh, view your podcast. And I appreciate you too, Latoya. And I bow to you. Oh, thank you. Now you're going to make me pull out my tissue. Yeah, Stop. you better pull it out too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you all so much. And this concludes our episode of Speaking of Love. I'll see you all um, not next weekend, but the following weekend, Saturday at 12 o'clock noon. See you later. Bye-bye.